Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Hi, and welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Heather Criswell to the show. And before I bring her on the line, let me just tell you a little bit about her. Heather is an author, speaker, parenting guide, entrepreneur, and mom who's helped over 30,000 children experience happier lives. Valuing the inner wisdom of both parents and children, Heather has helped thousands of families create more harmonious relationships. She's taken 25 years of experience with children and created programs, games, and online courses to teach parents practical strategies for better communication and cooperation with their kids. Her parenting book, co-authored by Taryn Voguet, How to Raise a Happy Child and Be Happy Too, received the Creative Child Award Book of the Year in 2013 and has received a Mom's Choice Award Honoring Excellence. As a modern-day kid whisperer, I love that because I'm the fear whisperer, but Heather is the kid whisperer, and she's touching lives across the globe by sharing proven tips that make both parents and children feel acknowledged, validated, and valued. A transformational speaker and natural teacher, Heather now spends most of her time speaking, leading workshops, and organizing events to create a -a one-of-a-kind experience for parents who are open to new methods and ready to make the most of the parenthood journey. So welcome, Heather, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited, too, and we um, connected through a, a Facebook group, I think, Uh, (laughs) I like to tell my audience where I know people, and so we're just chatting for the first time, and we were, like, chatty during the pre-show, so I'm like, wait, we better save this for the show. (laughs) That always happens. It It always happens. Oh, my gosh. And I record. (laughs) I know, and I love it, because that's exactly what I envisioned for this show, is just, you know, having having a chat. And so we are going to do that, and we're going to continue it with the audience listening so they can hear all the juicy stuff we're talking about. So uh, I would love for you to share uh, a little bit more about your story. I know I read a bunch of awesome stuff there, but in your own words, Heather, like tell us more about who you are and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Well, you know, my journey started long ago, you know, (laughs) Let's go back to when I was 12 years old. <laughs> um, but I, I knew in my mind I always wanted to work with children. I lined up my dolls, and I was teaching them, and I loved children. I was the babysitter that took care of the unruly kids, you know, that family, um, you know, that, that nobody would babysit. I was their babysitter. Um, so I loved children, and it just evolved over time. I worked at a preschool. I did internships with Head Start programs. Um, and when you say getting out of your own way, 
these aren't things that I was seeking out. They just dropped in my lap because I had a passion, a natural passion. And the universe just kind of provided for me at a very young age. I mean, even for babysitting, I babysat a whole summer and made like $1,500 back in the 80s. That was unheard of. You know? Or, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so all of this stuff just manifested over time. And consequently, I I auditioned for a position at um, the MGM Grand uh, here in Las Vegas, Nevada, where they were opening the big hotel casino, 10,000 employees, and they were doing a model of a youth center. And the idea was that people from around the world could come and drop off their kids and go gamble. And, you know, Las Vegas was a party town, but it was also a family place. And... Um, Later on down the road, Vegas said, well, that's not working so well, so we'll just go back to what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That was <laughs> Forget the family. Let's just go back to what works. Um, and so uh, I worked for, I auditioned 20,000 people, I think, um, for a position in their youth center. And this youth center was, was created for people around the world, like I said, to drop off their children and have fun. And we had an amusement park in the back. So I worked with over 30,000 kids just in that arena in particular. Um, and, uh, again, over time, I just I loved kids. I loved what I was doing. My father found a preschool that was for sale here in Las Vegas. He said, hey, you know, what do you think about doing this? And I always wanted to own my own school. And um, so, again, the story goes that I wasn't qualified. I didn't have a bachelor's degree Oh, Heather, did we lose you? Uh-oh, technical difficulties. Heather, Uh-oh, I don't know. Or am I... Okay, there you, you are. Have me now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what like stay, what, what happens too. on the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast stays on the... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, so the last um, thing I heard was that you didn't have a bachelor's degree and then there was silence. So, Right, right. So, you know, the city required me to have, you know, education to open a preschool and be the director and owner. Um, I was also 20 years old at the time, so I wasn't even old enough to do it. I had to wait for my birthday to come. <laughs> and, again, the universe provides when you're in your passion and you get out of the way because I could force it and say, you know, this is, this is what I'm, I need to do, but I just kind of let it happen. And the, the city board, one of the women on the board, she really loved me. She put together this whole packet for the city board to really embrace who I was. They took a chance on me and said, well, you know, she only has a couple of years into college, but we're going to go ahead and let her do this. And I got approved to open a preschool and I worked over again. You know, trying to build a business back before there was internet, before there was Twitter and Facebook and mm -hmm. cell phones even. Um, if, if I'm dating oh, myself really dating ridiculously. Yourself, yeah. <laughs> we have pages. What, a, what was that? Like dinosaur time? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I built this business based on word of mouth and again, getting out of my way with trying to make it be something instead of just loving what I was doing, following my passion built a great school, uh, raised a generation of children, got extremely tired, and went, um, <laughs> said, you know, I've kind of had enough, um, I'm exhausted, and aged quite a bit in that time frame, 
And then, you know, after that, I opened a wellness center and um, went into massage therapy and thought, I'll just be quiet for a little bit. And (laughs) then people started asking me about their children again. And so (laughs) I was like, they're on my table asking me about children. And I knew, again, the universe was kind of giving me a sign that this is what I did best and this is what I was supposed to be doing. So I went into kind of doing a little nanny 911, going into people's homes. And then shortly after that, what I realized is is that parents were really struggling with communication, really connecting with their children in a heart space and knowing the words and um, how to say it to their kids so that they could get each could feel heard and validated and acknowledged. Mm-hmm. So I started a company called Wise Inside where we create tools and strategies and support for families to feel good because in the end, that's all I want is I want families to feel good, to look back on their lives and go, huh, you know, there were some challenges, but it was kind of fun, you know, like this was fun and I'd do it again, you know, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so that's really what I was shooting for. And I've kind of built a little bit of a, uh, groundworks as far as foundation for creating some actual tools like a game and um, some online courses to support parents and that and children. And in the meantime, too, just getting out there as much as possible, speaking about it, to giving people permission to feel good, you know, giving families permission to feel good. And <clears throat> that's, excuse me, I have a little tickle. Um that's really my goal, you know, that's really what I'm looking for is to help people feel good in this journey and however that looks. Right, right. And, and that's that's awesome. And I love how you kind of, the universe kept providing for you. I love how you said that earlier and that um, <laughs> I, you have this vision because I, I have felt the same way in my life. I've I've had this phrase in my head, destined for greatness, since I was a young child. And um and it, it always comes up. No matter what detours I've taken in my life, I'm always called back to that purpose. And it sounds yes. like, you, yeah, like kicking and screaming sometimes, to be honest with you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm like, we're supposed to be quiet on this massage table. You're talking about your kids. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yes, and I'm one of those people who I could be at the gym or the grocery store, anywhere I'm at, and people just, like, tell me their life story. I'm like, really? Come on now. (laughs) Yes. On dates, and I'm like, okay, you know, this is the first date. I really don't need to know what happened when you were six years old, but thanks for sharing. (laughs) The classic is, is I start off with, well, it started when I was 12. Right. So it is in you, yes. <laughs> it is. It's so it's so funny, and and I think you know sometimes we need a break from the intensity. I mean, I know that I I'm very passionate about what I do, but if I were to go hard at it 24 seven, and I've done that, you know, honestly, and it, it you know there's that burnout factor. So it sounds like you wanted to do the nice, calm wellness center, which I totally am attracted to. I sometimes will say, like, I just want to be a Starbucks barista. <laughs> yes. Please, just. Yes. Can I please and then I'm not have this falling right now? Like, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's so funny. I, yeah, I had a, a, yeah. a supervisor long ago when I was a 
an assistant clinical director at an outpatient mental health facility. And I said, can I just be a file clerk? And he's like, nope. <laughs> I was like, please, please. Not in the DNA. I, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Oh, I agree. my goodness. You know, and that's part of that's part of the whole point of like kind of getting out of your way is that, you know, it, it, when you resist something, it persists, right? Obviously, yeah. and the more resistance that I put into anything, the worse it gets. So mm-hmm. I I realized, you know, and I I love the wellness center. I love the idea. I mean, we had Japanese acupuncture and we had an Eastern counselor, and it was a really progressive. Um, exciting space to be in and yet my heart kind of went right back to how do I support families and that's really you know kind of my ripple effect in the world that I believe that I'm here for is what's my purpose what's my ripple effect what am I going to leave this planet with and it's you know really hopefully supporting parents on this journey and it used to be in my mind, I have, I'm kind of the inspiration for parents and the voice for children. You know, that's really because I think that there's just so much miscommunication and I don't believe that it's an intention by children or by adults. Um, you know, I believe we come from a space of love and compassion and the intention for any parent on this planet when they come in is not like when you hold your baby for the first time, I can't wait to destroy this kid. Like I can't <laughs> wait to hurt him. You know, <laughs> I can't wait to, you know, disappoint him and, and shame him and feel bad. Oh, like that's never yeah. intention. Of course, right. So I have to hold that space for every parent on this planet. And people say, well, people are just bad. And I'm like, you know, if I hold that, thought, it really discounts all of humanity for me, and I can't be in that space. So even at their worst, I doesn't mean I allow abuse or neglect or anything like that, but right. even at their worst, I hold them in a space of love and know that at some point in time, you can come back to that space, and I'm here to support you in that if you want that for yourself. Mm. I'm here to support you in that, and that's really what I want to offer people and those are the parents that I've worked with over the years. And I think just the preschool in particular, when you see the same family in and out day and day, day after day, I'm with their kids 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. five days a week, you know, more waking hours than they're with their children. And then on the same token, them coming to pick up their kids and they're exhausted. They've had a long day. They've been in traffic. They've been yelled at by their boss. Like you kind of see all the dynamics and say, Wow, no wonder everybody feels kind of crummy. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? exactly. Because, you know, we need some support and help in that of how can we have moments instead of, you know, monumental time together because none of us really have that anymore. Um, but how can we take those moments and make them so magical that they imprint into our heart and our soul and we remember that, not that my mom was stressed or not that my mom, you know, put me in front of a movie to uh, do a talk uh, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm banking on. Right. (laughs) Right. And I like that, that train of thought of the, the moments because that's what we really have. And, you know, it, it sounds like you have similar teachings that I do about like really being in that present moment. Um, And, you know, a lot of us, no matter what we're doing, whether we work for someone else or whether we work for ourselves, um, 
we there's just so much that piles on and it can be overwhelming at times and like you said very stressful and we had to take it out on the people who are closest to us unfortunately um yes. so it's it's important to have that guidance of you know of how how do I cherish these moments how do I create moments for my kids where they can remember me not screaming or crying or curled up in a fetal position in the corner. Um, yes. But <laughs> can they, yes. you in know, the closet can have these with good the door shut. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, as you were talking, I you say that you're the kid whisperer, but it sounds like you're the parent whisperer, but you have to say that you're the kid whisperer because otherwise parents would be like, what do you mean you're trying to whisper me? Like, <laughs> I don't need help. Well, my kids need help. <laughs> exactly. And I think that, you know, after working with parents for so long and, and now being a parent, the last thing I want to hear is that you need to do this or you should do this or you're doing this and it's hurting your kid. Like, I have enough guilt. I have enough stress. I have enough that I can do it all by myself. I don't need any help in that arena. Like, uh-huh. you know, I literally have to talk myself out of guilt, out of oh, God, I screwed that up, or oh, man, I could have done that better, or every single day I have to talk myself out of that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to just sit with it. I screwed up, and I have to apologize to my kid and say, you know, I'm sorry, Mommy made a mistake, and I'm going to do better next time, and thank you for loving me through it. Um, And and that's all I can do. Like, that's Mm -hmm. it. That's all I've got, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So um, it's kind of giving permission to parents to be in the space of, like, Things happen as long as we communicate through it. It's like if you have a great friend, right, and you blow her off and you're like, you know, you didn't show up or you didn't show up for a lunch. And she's like, what the heck? What's up with you? Like, it's it's you saying in that moment, you know, I'm just not in the space to connect today. Um, And having that dialogue instead of just no showing, having the dialogue, I'm really not in the I'm not in the space to connect today. I'm not my best version of myself, and I love you, and I care for you, but I just can't do it today. That's a different conversation than just not showing up, and now she's mad. You right. get mad because she doesn't understand where you're coming from, and she doesn't know what you're going through, and all of that kind of drama is avoided by just having a little bit of communication to begin with, and that's really my strength is communicating with kids, and I think the kid whisperer came from, I would watch children and uh, and their parents and or each other communicate, and I'd see the break in the, the communication where the missing word was and mm-hmm. how it changed the trajectory of the experience, right? Like, it could be as simple as one word. Like, as simple as saying to your kid, go get your shoes on now, versus I need you to get your shoes on now. Do you understand me? It's It's... It's literally two words different, but when we say I need, people in our world that love us are helping to accommodate those needs. Mm -hmm. We just have to voice them. Um, But when we say, get your shoes on now, our natural instinct is like, I'm not putting my shoes on. Forget you, lady. (laughs) (laughs) You can say all day long you want me to put my shoes on, but it's not going to happen. And, you know, it's a simple change because innately we are wanting to communicate we are wanting to connect we are wanting to cooperate and you know this is kind of my soapbox of we come on this planet 
looking to cooperate, caring, loving, empathetic. And slowly after time, it kind of gets stripped away and we come with self-esteem and self-worth. You know, look at a two-year-old when, look at how pretty I am. <laughs> you know, I'm so special. Aren't I great? Like, I, I make the best pictures. I'm, I'm the best. You know, and we say, oh, well, that's not nice. That hurts people's feelings. That's being egotistical. That's not being a lady. Whatever you fill in the blank of whatever culturally we we say to our children, Mm -hmm. we strip away that natural instinct of greatness. And that's what I want to help infuse back into our children and our parents of greatness. Yeah. You know, I might not be the best parent all the time, but I'm a pretty good parent, like (laughs) for real. You know, awesome. You go. <laughs> you know, I think that, and I think that if we all took that for ourselves and owned it, that you know, yeah, there are times when I screw up, and it's it's not just parenting; it's like life, right? I'm a right. great friend. I am a really good friend, and sometimes I really, you know, when I send you to voicemail four times in a row, like I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> you know that that doesn't show that I'm really a great friend in the moment. Um, but overall. I'm a great friend, and I have moments where I screw up, and I'm doing my best to get better and do better, and that's all we can do, and when we have that deep breath of love for ourselves and reminding ourselves of our greatness in those spaces, then all the rest just kind of settles down and and subsides, you know, like it all just kind of, kind of eventually falls off and goes away, too, and it doesn't mean that you don't have issues or challenges, it means that you can kind of breathe through them and know, I got through this before, I'll get through this again. Or, you know, this is just a moment, I've I've messed up, I'm going to say my piece, and then we're going to go on about our day, and that's that. And Yeah, yeah it sounds like there's, there's a, an element of, of forgiveness in that, of, of forgiving ourselves for those moments, and, and then also being open and vulnerable to the people in our lives who maybe get the short end of the stick <laughs> and just you know, yeah. being honest. And, you know, I, I've had those moments too where I, like I have plans with someone and I call them like, you know, I've had a rough week or a rough day. And, and my friends know I'm a total introvert, which no one in my like tribe realizes that because I, you know, I'm a speaker and I could get on stage and speak with hundreds of people. It's fine. Um, but I need that that time to myself to recharge so I'm very very protective of my energy the older that I get because I realize how important it is to take care of myself and to do what is needed regardless of what plans I've made or commitments I've made so (laughs) my friends know sometimes I'm like I just I need to stay home and you know watch reruns of Grey's Anatomy today, so that's right. kind of what I need to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I always say that I, my friend, you know, the biggest thing for me is, like, I love going to parties. I'm the biggest extrovert until I'm not. And then I'm like, I'm done. I'm going home. And right. And don't call me or talk to me, nobody, for a while. <laughs> so I haven't quite figured out whether it's introvert, extrovert. I mean, there's moments where I'm both, and yet. You know, and I always kind of attributed it to being an only child, but I've learned to be with myself over time, mm-hmm. um, and that's important to me. But I, 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 I've had other friends that are siblings, and they have the same experience. So I totally agree with you, and 
you know, again, it doesn't translate. It, it, you know, it's not just our children. It's, it's across the board. It's our, our spouses, our significant others, our friends, our family, um, our coworkers. You know, all of this kind of translates. And, and, and that's really with our book that we wrote was that this is not just about parenting. This is about relationships. And how do we communicate yeah. in a way where, you know, you can look at me and say, you know, look, I'm just not feeling it today. I don't really feel like going to lunch with you, and I love you, and mm -hmm. thanks for, you know. That's but personal. Who, who yeah. Has that, yeah, who has that conversation very often? No, we say, oh, you know, something's come up, or somebody's sick, or I, I have too much work, or, yeah. you know, we make all these excuses instead of just kind of being transparent and truthful. Mm -hmm. And And I get that because... There's a part of me, too, that wants to honor that part of myself. And when my friend does it, then it gives me permission to do it for me, too, <laughs> where I'm like, yeah. oh, she's done it before. I can do it, too. And they're <laughs> such good teachers. Our children are such good teachers. And I think there's that difference in the parent-child dynamic than there is in other relationships where there's kind of a that power differential where, you know, we are – we think we're the ones who know it all and the teachers. <laughs> you know, and, True. Um, and, and we also, you know, we want to protect our kids too, in all fairness. We, we really want to protect them from the world. And, and sometimes they just need to understand, um, where mom's coming from, where dad's coming from. And, and it's, and I, I think that transparency in an age appropriate way is, is so important because it teaches them, like you said, it teaches them how to stand up for themselves, how to forgive themselves, that it's okay to have a bad day. And, um, you know, I've taught my son from an early age, like, you know, feelings are okay. It's just how you express them is where, you know, we need to watch out for because, I, you know, I, I would hate for um, – anyone in my household not to be able to express anger, um, that growing up, we weren't allowed to do that. So I made a very conscious decision as a parent that it was okay. But you can't, you know, you can't swear at me or you can't um, hurt me physically or lash out verbally. That's not okay. Those things are not okay. But it's, you know, helping them navigate in how do they express themselves. And we are the best models for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, to your point exactly is that it's not about free-for-all parenting. It's not about, you know, allowing somebody to just walk over you, whether it's your child, your spouse, whoever. Like, that's not the intention. The intention is to give them some guidance of how do I use this to my best ability? How do I express myself in a way that people can hear me? Because when you when you swear at me, it makes my brain turn off, and I don't want to mm -hmm. hear another word you have to say. Mm -hmm. So is that what you're wanting right now? Do you want me to listen to you, or do you want me to shut down from you? Mm -hmm. And I would guess you're going to say, I want you to listen to me. So if you want me to listen to you, the best way for me to hear you is for you to use words that resonate with me as well as you. And if you're angry in this space, let's have a moment where you can have that anger sit with it, do whatever you've got to do, hit a punching bag, mm -hmm. you know, hit a bed or yell or do whatever you've got to do in that space. And I will give you time and I will support you in that and I will sit and wait for you when you're ready. Mm -hmm. I will do that for you to support you in that space. It's a different story altogether. And I think that that's where we're kind of moving into because the kids in our generation are moving very, very quickly now. They're they're like hardwired on this planet for 
amazing, great things. And mm. I think a lot of times they're just ahead of the ball game for us, and we're, like, trying to catch up with them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, I, I mean, I have moments where, you know, my son will take my phone, and he's four years old, and he'll navigate my entire phone for me. And I've never showed him, but he's watched <laughs> me over time, you know. Yeah. And so he's taking pictures, sending text messages to his aunt, you know. like he'll, <laughs> And he looks and he says, text her texture and I'm like where did you even get that you, you know you're you're barely doing sentences for her and you're, and you're telling me to text your aunt you know so um I think that you know we are catching up with it and it's really important for us to be wholeheartedly connected into what we're wanting and how do we communicate that in ways you know I had a parent that said to me one time he's like you know uh, we've got all these characteristics for our kids. And he says, you know, my little girl's five and she's so bossy. She goes to McDonald's and she just bosses all the kids around, <laughs> tells them to get in line and stand here. And I started laughing. He goes, I want her to stop being bossy. And I said, okay, I hear you. And let's fast forward 15 years from now. She's now, well, let's say 13 years. She's 18, 20, 22 she goes to a party, they've all been drinking, her friends get in a car, and she tells all her friends, everybody get out of this car right now, give me the keys, nobody's driving. Now, do we want her to be bossy? And he's like, well, I never really thought about it that way. And I was like, exactly. We don't want to strip that characteristic away from her because it's a beautiful characteristic. I want my, I want, if I had a daughter, I would want her to, to be in complete control of a situation if she felt uncomfortable or, you know, or to tell somebody, no, I, mm -hmm. I'm not going back to your room with you if I don't want to or, right. you know, no. And, and, and so it's really important that we take those skills and we hone them and say to our kids in those moments, look, here's a better way to have somebody hear you in this space instead of yelling at them. You could say, how about you move over here? Or I've got a really good idea and give them the tools and the language that they need to support them in their bossiness, if you will, <laughs> uh, you know, so that because and, and think about it as adults, we have to be bossy at times. And, you know, being an entrepreneur and having people work for me, I am a boss. And, and, and right. <laughs> like there are certain things that I say have to happen for practical purposes, you know, but when I had my preschool and I owned my preschool, I had employees that worked for me that had to follow what I said because it was, number one, my business. It was also the law. You right. know, they couldn't <laughs> kids or, you know, couldn't couldn't scream at kids, couldn't leave the kids unattended. There's certain things that had to happen, and I had to be a boss in that space. And yeah. But I can do it compassionately. I can do it effectively and honestly and, and inspire them to be in their greatness where I say to them, you know, look – this is the deal. We cannot leave the kids unattended at any given time. If something happened, you would feel awful about it, and I would feel awful, and, you know, consequently, we'd all be sued. So, <laughs> you know, right. Um, you know, and even, of course, beyond that, you know what I'm saying, though. The idea is that we'd all feel really bad if something, mm -hmm. God forbid, happened to one of our kids. So let's not leave them unattended, which is very different than you stay here, you watch these kids, and you don't take your eyes off of them. Exactly. It's a different space. Yeah, yeah. So that's the communication that I want to offer parents. I want to offer kids is how do we use our words to get our needs met in a way 
that's effective and cooperative for everybody and that we don't even have to compromise what we want or need in that space, that we can cooperate and get our needs met, both of our needs met, in a way that feels good to both of us. That's what I want for us. And then imagine the ripple effect of the world that people are getting their needs met. Like, <laughs> the whole world shifts. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> so that's really the idea and goal for me in that space. Well, that's great. I, I absolutely love it. And I, I love that you're working with both the parents and the kids and, and helping facilitate that really open um, communication, which is so important. And like you said, it just will have such a ripple effect on not only children as they grow up and their self-esteem and their confidence and their ability to be to assert themselves and get their needs met, but also with uh, parents and um, other relationships as well, like you said. So, And if you can believe it, we are out of time. I mean, it always flies by so fast. I know it's crazy. I could just talk forever, so I I I, <clears throat> I totally I'm sorry for uh, <laughs> for running oh, no. the time. That's timer. how it goes. <laughs> I know it goes so fast. So, but before we sign off, Heather, I want to make sure that you can let my audience know how to get in touch with you, um, because I am sure that people need to know more. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, my website is wiseinside.com, and really it's, it's the wisdom within you, right, it, that we are all wise inside, that we have that wisdom within us. And that's my company is wiseinside.com. I actually have a, um ebook right on the front page for parents that helps them shift from conflict to connection in minutes. And what it is is it's a simple PDF that I have broken down the steps of how to create that communication in any kind of conflict, whether your child has been swearing at you or back-talking or manners or lying, stealing, all of those things, or just miscommunication. We've actually, I've actually taken two of the scripts that we have in the back of our book, which outline exactly and break down the situation, what am I wanting as a parent, the actual script to get what I'm needing and wanting and what the outcomes are and what the gifts are from this experience. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've taken two of those scripts, broken them down for um, anybody to read so that they can actually see the process and start working that in their lives right now, today, tonight. So that's a great free uh, resource for your community. Um, And, you know, if they want our book, it's How to Raise a Happy Child and Be Happy Too. It's on Amazon. Um, And I have Wise Talk for Families and Wise Talk for Teachers, which is a game that creates communication in minutes. Um, And so all of that is available on my website. I'm launching some online courses as well. And I do kind of a one-hour Q&A session. So any questions you have, you can pop on. We can talk it out for about an hour, hour and hour and 15 minutes, get all your questions and needs met in that moment and kind of move on with life. So address the issue, get some solutions. I also include a free Wise Talk uh, for Families game into that session too so that you can actually have a tool to use that night. Um, So, you know, there's a lot available and tons of YouTube videos and, and, and blogs and anything to support parents in feeling better and that's really my my goal because now as a parent, like I said, there's so many times when I feel so 
awful. And this is what I do for a living. And <laughs> I've done it for 25 years and 30,000 kids. And there are days when I'm like, I suck so hard. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally just beat myself up to a pulp of like, I'm a terrible mother. I just didn't do that right. And, you know, my husband in his greatness, one day he said, you know, your worst is a lot of people's best. And mm-hmm. And so I, I, I kind of share that with parents along the way. You know, your worst is some people's best. So think of it that way, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, life yeah. goes on and we're all doing our very best to be our best and life happens. And if I can just help people feel better about it, then it's all good. It's all good. I've done my job. <laughs> I've done my job on this planet. <laughs> Well, wonderful. Thank you so much, Heather, for sharing your wisdom with us today on the podcast. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much. I I love what you're doing and, and for supporting all of us on our journey, too, and sharing it with your world. I so appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm happy to do it. That's what I'm here for. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more inspirational stories of how people have learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. And get even more great tips on how to get out of your own damn way by taking Creelan's free quiz at creelan.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.